Hello people and welcome back to my YouTube channel, um, Outbounds underscore UK and we are back to where Outbounds originally started from, we are back with basketball topics. Um, as I said, I am joined with, it's, I, I'm not, I have to keep saying this, it's not a guest anymore, but I'm joined with um, Kojo, um, how are we doing? I'm blessed bro man, um, happy to be back on, it's been a quite a while, but yeah man, um, yeah, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I mean, you know, Lake Nation is playing well, but I mean, it's not going yeah, well for the at the Clippers as well. So, I mean, the Westbrook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, mean like, he's, again? he's been playing well. He's been playing well, like statistically, he's been putting up good numbers. But obviously, uh, they haven't been getting the wins in it, so it's not all on him. But yeah, the the, the, the starters are clowning him again. But you know, I saw <laughs> Shannon shop with some object objectivity, so. I guess that's good, but that's not why we're here for, mm -hmm. as you can probably tell by the background. We are here to discuss basketball history, and we are going to go through who we think are the top five greatest basketball players of all time. Um, so we're going to do it five to one. Um, obviously, five being the lowest and one being the, who you think the greatest and blah, blah. Self-explanatory yeah. and stuff. So, um, are you ready? I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Do you want to go first with you think number five, or should I go first? So, should we do like five, five, four, four, or should we like straight from five to one each person? Then? No, no. So, we do five, then we we'll discuss it, then we we'll do four, then we we'll discuss it, then we we'll do three. Then we'll do okay, cool. Yeah. I think, I think, um, as you're the host, um, you're the you know, you know, creator and founder of this, you know, uh, podcast channel. So, I think you should start first. It's only right. It's only right. All right. Um, number five. Now, I think this was a tough one because I think there is. Three players I could have, I, if people picked them, I wouldn't have a major issue with. Um, I'll give you the guys. I think Larry Bird had a um, case for number five. I do think Tim Duncan had a case for number five. But I'm going to have to go with the Diesel himself, Shaq, as number five. Um, reason being, as I said, he's a three-time final MVP. Um, and I think I think what people have first to realize, I think some people think his career is just what happened with the Lakers. But then you also had a great career with um, Magic as well. And it's funny because he was also, I think, when Michael Jordan went on that stretch where he was just winning championship after championship after championships, people like to hide that uh, one year under the carpet when he did come back. And Shaq, Orlando Magic Shaq was the one that did knock him out of the playoffs in 95 I think yeah it was 95 so yeah 95 yeah. he had that and then he goes on and wins MVP in 2000 and I think there's only three P has only happened like three times in the NBA he did it with the Lakers where he won three MVPs he went I think in the playoffs he was like over 30 points twice and in the final year he was like 28 points and Kobe was still coming into his own. So, and as I said, if you and just put the accomplishments aside, because you know he's a 15-time All-Star. Just in terms of basketball play, he's the most dominant player of all time. Like, there's nothing that you could do with him in the post. I mean, that's why they always had to do like Kakashak because fouling him and letting him make free throws was literally the only way you could stop him. And some of the posters that he's had when he just turns around and dunk on your head, and not that he was an elite defender but I think he's a bit underrated as a defender as well he did make three all defensive teams he's a decent or good rim protector so yeah Shaq is my number five yeah I think that's a very good number five um, I agree with your reasons why you picked Shaq at number five um, I think he's one of the greatest players in NBA history he's definitely my top ten um, but he's not quite my number five I actually put him as my number seven 
I put him, that's no number six actually. Um, and I do think for me he's probably the greatest, uh, you know, centre probably we've had in the last thirty years um, in NBA history. So I think the reasons for him are, are quite um, agreed. My number five for me um, is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I think for me, if you look at his career, you know, twenty-two seasons in NBA, it was a twenty-one, but he had a long career in NBA, winning uh, six NBA titles. Uh, obviously, one with the Milwaukee Bucks, winning you know the Bucks' first ever championship, you know, in his franchise history in nineteen seventy-one, and obviously what he did with the Lakers, kind of being that kind of you know leadership role, kind of you know coaching Magic Johnson to eventually becoming the great leader he became himself, and yeah. for the iconic moments he had, you know, dawning the purple and gold. Um, and eventually, obviously, for 38 years, he held the record for the, you know, the, you know, the most uh, points scored ever, you know, in the NBA regular season. Um, yeah. You know, so I think for me, you know, the legendary, you know, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for me deserves to be number five. And I feel like the way he's impacted the game with his iconic skyhook shot, which was the most, literally, the, probably the most unguardable shot in NBA history. So, yeah. you know, Kareem for me is is a, is a one deserved number five. So yeah. Hmm. It'll be interesting to see you actually have higher up the list in that hmm. case. Um, <laughs> spoiler. Um, so I'll let you go with who you think will be number four, who you have number four in your top five. All right. So number four, it's number Lakers great. Uh, for me, the second greatest player to ever play for the iconic Sunshine Lakers. Um, obviously, had a short career. If you look at it, you know, in hindsight, I had a short career, but he's a legend. The greatest passer in NBA history, you know, arguably, you know, obviously he's up there with you know the great LeBron James. I think you know where I'm going with this. It's yeah, Evan yeah. Magic Johnson for me, number yeah. four. Um, you know, for me, if you had a longer career, if you played, let's say, for me, at least 18 to 20 seasons, even though it was, it was quite rare in his day, but I think he ended his career with only 30 seasons, obviously with the tragic end of his career with you know the, the whole, whole HIV, HIV diagnosis. Yeah, yeah. But for me, he was one of a kind. For me, one of the greatest passers in NBA history was a leader. Was a was a was a was a floor general. Had a great had a great basketball IQ. Uh, for me, there's no other. He has a great you know basketball IQ either than Chris Paul. Although you don't really like him like that, but he has a great basketball IQ. And obviously, <laughs> and obviously, uh, you know, um, LeBron, Raymond James. I think they're the only two players in basketball history which have a greater IQ than Irvin Mather Johnson. I just feel that for me, you know, yeah. Irvin, what he did for the Lakers and you know just all the records that he set. You know, um, obviously winning five NBA championships, three MV, three NBA final MVPs, having that great, you know, um, run, going toe to toe with Larry Bird. I think that set him as one of the all-time greats in NBA history. So for me, he's a third number four um, of all time. So yeah, what about you, bro? I mean, I hundred percent agree with you that one. I think Magic One was my number four as well, um, for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. And it was funny as well because, especially when you watch the uh, Magic um documentary, there was the Calling Magic, and there was the other one with um that they'll show the whole thing with Doctor Bust and all that kind of stuff. I remember he came at the same time with Larry Bird, and everybody was loving up Larry Bird more that they was loving him, and to still have that mentality to come in and dominate. And it's crazy because everyone that. I'm going to name on this list or people normally having their top five all of them are elite scorers like you see people chuck Kobe in there you see people chuck to Harum in their top five LeBron um, MJ all of these kind of guys they are all elite scorers except uh, Magic Johnson he wasn't an elite scorer but he was one of the greatest playmakers of all time and you can see even when you want to talk about players like Chris Paul and LeBron and whatnot they all kind of like learned their 
passing and playmaking game off him because there was stuff stuff he was doing that was off the chart. And remember, he won Finals MVP as a rookie when um Kareem went down and then he had to come in and play centre. So like I said with the mentality he's coming with, and he mentioned one three MVPs and stuff. And he went to and within his short career as well, he went to so many finals as well. I think he went to like nine finals, if I'm correct. Well, uh, I think he wait. Uh, he lost two to the Celtics, I believe, and he lost one to Detroit. So he went to eight. No, but no, he also sorry, lost no, to no, Jordan. Nine, um, Jordan. Nine, yeah, he lost yeah, to Jordan nine, as well. Yeah, right. yeah, they also lost so, to Jordan. Yeah, yeah, when they, they didn't yeah, even have yeah. So he's over final record five and four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, if you only play like thirteen years and out of those thirteen years, nine of them you made the NBA finals, I think that's a outstanding accomplishment. And as I said, I can't disagree with that. I do have magic, even though they'll call him tragic at one point, number four in my all time list. Um obviously moving up to number three is the guy that you had a bit lower and I'm going with Kareem um, as number mm. three. Yeah, because okay. um, I think if you just talk about the whole basketball career, I do think obviously Magic and um, Kareem both need each other in it. But then also Kareem also had a bit where he won a championship with Oscar in Milwaukee. I mean, he was the... He had that unstoppable shit. He was one of like, the first of his kind kind of um, players. Like, Because normally... And I could be wrong because I was, I was never watching Bill Russell. But Bill, first of all, Bill Russell wasn't one of those. Hold on, just quick disclaimer. I am not putting Bill yeah. Russell or Will in these uh, things because those are all like the black and white TV times and it's just very weird <laughs> for me to rank them. So I know some people have like Bill Russell in the top five, but not around here, buddy. I'm talking about yeah, the yeah. that we actually saw in colour and not the mm. fabricated Will 100 points that's... So, um... Yeah, I was saying, and then six, <laughs> he won six championships, he won six MVPs as well. Um, as you mentioned, he held that record for like 38 years or so. And he taught Magic to to kind of get become the player that he became anyways. And obviously, people are going to try and say that obviously Magic was the reason he was able to be so successful. But everyone needs to remember, like, a big man always needs an elite guard with them to reach the potential. So, and I do think he did reach his full potential. And the skyhook shot as well, unstoppable. So, I got Kareem number three on my list. Yeah, for number three, um, it's, I think it's bittersweet. Um, obviously, you put you know, uh, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as number three, but for me, I think it's no other than for me, um, probably you know, one of the greatest players uh, within the 21st century. Um, probably for me, arguably the second greatest player in the 21st century, the greatest ever player to dawn, you know, the famous colours of the purple and gold all team. Um, don't do it, please. Please do Michael not Jordan, do it. Michael number two, as they say. Oh, unfortunately, Lord. his life ended so abruptly, you know, uh, three years ago. But for me, it's Kobe Bryant. I believe Kobe being Bryant, the greatest Laker of all time. Uh, number three, I believe, in all-time NBA scoring, for me, is the third greatest player in NBA history. Um, and the reason why I say this, obviously, 
five of titles, obviously, you know, three of them came in the free pit with Shaq. And obviously, yes, he wasn't the main guy, he wasn't the main star. But, you know, let's be real. Shaq would have won those titles of the Lakers if it were Kobe. I think it was like Robin and Batman. I think like they, them two complement each other very well. They both helped each other and both complement each other to kind of assist each other in, in their roles. I think Kobe would have been, you know, the number two guy um, in his efficient role if it wasn't for the potency of Shaq dominating the boards and, you know, you know, being an aggressive monster in the paint. And for me, Shaq wouldn't have done what he needs to do if it wasn't for Shaq, you know, if it wasn't for Kobe's, you know, kind of, you know, young, you know, ferocious kind of playmaking abilities and him actually kind of being the maverick, you know, that he was, you know, throughout the years of 1999-2004. So, you have to give credit, you know, for Kobe for those three, you know, championships for the three repeat. And obviously, the two championships came later in his career when he won number 24. I think you got to give Kobe massive credit, especially in 2010. You know, arguably, Kobe said that was his hardest, but I would agree with that, probably his hardest ever championship to face yeah. the, you know, you know, the, the enemy, the foe, you know, you know, again, the Bus Celtics at that time, you know, were the most, you know, championships in NBA history with 17. You're going against them, which, and they beat you two years prior. You know, in six games, you have that memory, that stain of the enemy, the Celtics beating you, and to come back, you know, um, and to lead this team, you know, um, you know, this Lakers team, to win number 16 against the Boston Celtics in a tough, tough series, went to game seven. And that fight, I watched, you know, the, uh, the highlights multiple times, at least probably over 20 times. It wasn't a great basketball game. Defensively, it was good. Both teams played great defense, but it yeah. wasn't a great basketball game in terms of the offensive display. But the fact that Kobe stayed there, he stayed, you know, um, you know well designed, well, well, well together, kind of conducting the team, you know, and obviously just leading the team as well, you know, making sure that, you know, Paul Gossard did his job, making sure Derek Fisher did his job, making sure Ronald Test did his job, do you know what I'm saying? He was a leader. Not only was a great scorer, great shooter, um, great great at the free throws, you know, some can't say they're great at free throws, it's a good your guy, you know what I'm talking about, do you know what I'm saying? Great at free throws. <laughs> he was also a good, yeah, sure, let's be very real. He was also... May, may, may I say he was also quite a decent defender as well in my opinion he was also quite a decent defender in his early years and the leadership that Kobe you know embedded throughout the latest his career for the last 12 years of his career I think that's extremely underrated I think a lot of people don't really notice that people just look at his flashy moments of dunks the great scorer and the times went off you know when he came to scoring 50 and 60 point games no but it was also leadership and the fact that he won five NBA titles two time MVP I think he should want more league MVPs obviously um, obviously, you know, he kind of got robbed, you know, during the, the Steve Nash years, but it's kind of all deserved for Steve Nash. But for me, Kobe's number three. I just think if you look at his overall legacy, number three in all time scoring, you know, um, you know, winning five championships for the arguably the biggest franchise in NBA history with those under Lakers, you know, that's a great achievement. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, he's up there with, you know, Kareem and obviously Magic in that sort of feat. And just, the moments as well. It's the moments as well. You got to look at moments in, in you see, basketball. That's what I'm saying. These moments are clouding because if you also ask me, I don't think mm-hmm. he's top five players of all time. Really? No, I've got him down at if I'm so if I was gonna go, I've got Shaq, Duncan, Larry yeah. Bird, then Kobe. I don't wait. So what? So what? Is he? Is he in your top ten? No, he's in my top ten. I just don't think. I'll he's be top. very real with you. Yeah, I'll be very. Real. If people are playing in top three, I find it very hard to take you guys seriously. No, 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 I'm sorry, Okay, top three, firstly for me, he's top three regardless. I love Kobe, for me, what he did for the game of basketball, and as a, as a Lakers great for me, he's top three. Top five, if you don't put him in top three, I can at least do top five. But the fact that you have him in top five, I find that very, very blasphemous. Wait, you, I can't lie to you, bro. So, That's shocking, not even in the top five. No, because if you look at the careers that um, Tim Duncan had, I think Tim Duncan's career is better than Kobe's career. If you in what sense? 
So Maybe, um, no, the only way he won it, no, no, I can agree with you because obviously he won it with the Spurs, five times with the Spurs, and the Spurs are kind of not really like a multiple time MVP and... as well. Remember what's it called? Um, is it Duncan mm. Robinson? Um, that what's it called? That obviously he was a great player in his or not Duncan Robinson. Um, what's it Duncan Robinson? Yeah. What's his name? Um, Tony Parker. No. Who are you talking about? Um, the other centre he was it's completely escaped my mind. Um, the centre that he was playing with, number fifty, on the Spurs during his first oh, championship. I can't remember Spurs. Oh, I, mean, I know who you're talking about. I've got his name. He's yeah. Did he wear the glasses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hold on. Let me check, let me find it quickly. Wait, yeah. I know um, you're talking about though. Spurs number. I'm gonna search up quickly. David Robertson. I know I was thinking of Duncan. Robinson. I knew it was Robertson. I don't know I was thinking of, but David Robertson, great player in all right, but he wasn't winning until he was playing with um, Tim. I think Tim is a better defender if you want to talk about all around in terms of rim protecting and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, as I said, I mentioned before, five championships. He's won more MVPs as well. And he remember when um, Shaq left Kobe as well, Kobe wanted to leave the Lakers because Kobe did have a few down years in his career as well. You can't just yeah, yeah. under the carpet as well. So if you're going to talk about from the point of skill set, then I do think you can argue Kobe is a more skilled player. But then then even though as well, I think that just comes down to Kobe looking more flashy in the thing. They didn't call um, Tim Duncan Mr. Fundamental for no reason. So I think if you look at that, I do think Tim Duncan's career has to be put above Kobe's career which I think is an all-time which I think is better all-time and then I think as you mentioned the whole Larry Bird argument as well I think he's one of like two other players that have three P the MVP as well that's one back to back to back and um, when Lakers were having yeah. I mean he's number six Larry Bird yeah but when Lakers were having the I, I, I mentioned before as I mentioned before, um, Magic, he went to nine finals, but then Larry Bird was still able to get his rings too. And to be one of uh, one of the greatest shooters, or he, you could argue he's like a top 15 shooter, top 10, top 15 shooter of all time. And to be able to beat that in that era, because it's crazy, because a lot of people like to, and you like to send a slight dig to LeBron. So a lot of people like to talk about if MJ was playing in this era, he will work on his three-point game and he will make more three-point shots. But Larry Bird was playing in the same era, even a bit earlier, and he was still a great three-point shooter of shooting 38% from the field. So, when you factor all these kind of things as well, and Larry Bird was a better passer than um, Kobe as well. So, as I said before, it's nothing to do with Kobe, but I just do think when you start talking about the top of the tops, like the LeBron, the Kareems, the Magic, and whatever, and whatnot, as I said, I'm a big fan of Kobe. I just do not believe he belongs in that conversation. I think that's blasphemous, bro. I think not even to be in the top five. I think it's going to be harsh. I don't, I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. But I respect your opinion. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got him in the top 10, which I think every basketball fan who's been watching basketball like, properly yeah. will, put him, will put Kobe in the top 10. I don't, that's, that's just something you can't dispute. But for me, I just feel like for me, if you just look at what he's done for the game of basketball, his impact... How he played the game, you know, they call him Mike John number two. You know, he was not quite as good as Jordan, but he was close to him. He was the closest thing to Jordan we've ever seen. Do you know what I'm saying? And the fact that for me, the moments he had as a Buffalo player, they're just too many great moments. And that's the thing you got to, you know, got to consider is the moments as well. Obviously, yeah, you yeah. know, you know, teammates and what's them to champions and whatnot. Fair enough. I, I do hear that. You could say, you know, you know, with uh no, even with Vinny with um 
my man, what's his name? Uh, um, Tim Duncan. He had a great team. It's Ginobili, Tony, pa- Tony Parker. You know, um, yeah, even Steve no, Kerr let, for a bit of time. Okay, so you talk about decent teammates. Tony Parker and Ginobili. Which are Tony? And by the way, I think these are really good players. Like I said, you talk about Max Kellermans and he's one, two, three, four, five method. You could argue Tony Parker is and Ginobili are like three point five four stars, so all star caliber players. Which of them mm. would you say are better than Pau Gasol or Shaq? I think you can make an argument for Tony Parker. No, 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 no. Listen, you can make an argument for Tony Parker being the same sort of career stature as you know Paul Gasol. Paul Gasol's gonna be in, um, by the way, his, his number is gonna be retired next week for the Lakers, which is a good thing. Yeah. But you can make the same argument that they're in the same sort of stature career-wise. Who do you say before? Um, who's the other one you said? Um, I said Tony. Oh, and um, Shaq. So Paul Gasol and Shaq, because those are the two stars that um. Called... No, he, he, he was other. He, he was the other one for um, uh, for the Spurs. Oh, Ginobili. Ginobili. Okay, yeah, Ginobili, yeah. He's not the same level of Shaq. I agree. But I feel like, I feel like with, with Gasol, I think with Ginobili and even with Tony Parker, they're in the same career stature. Shaq is a different stratosphere. Yeah, he, he blows yeah. both of them out of the water, do you know what I'm saying? But I think with the others, they're in the same career stature. So I feel like it's very, it's, it's, it's very um, argument, do you know what I'm saying? No, I thought we're going to have to... I mean, this might be a different conversation where we have a deep dive to where Kobe actually yeah. ranks and you can argue the greatness of Kobe and I can bring some flaws. And, and it's never the flaws, as I said, because when you talk about greatest of all time and you've got a lot of great players, yeah. you're going to have to start nitpicking little moments and stuff in everyone's careers. But I just can't think of the down years that Tim Duncan had like throughout his whole like his teams are always like 50 plus win teams and stuff like that like he retired in 2000 and was it 16 yeah or two, yeah. 2015 or 2016 yeah I think I was, oh, so 2015 was when he no so I think it was 2015 I think because 2014 mm-hmm. was when he won his last ring and then mm-hmm. obviously the 2015 was the whole Cavs and Golden State stuff and I think he packs it in but okay mm-hmm. so now we'll move on to obviously the top two because none of us have said I, I, the same way you think is blasphemous for Kobe not to be in someone's top five instead of I was thinking LeBron isn't in your top five is blasphemous and Michael Jordan as well so we both know who is number one and who's number two um, you've got Bum J as your background so I'm gonna so that's for the people to know disrespectful why do you think the guy was, why do you think the guy that was playing Milkman is number one? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Should I say my number two then? So again, I mean, we kind of know who's your number two. So is uh, what to do with yeah. why are you picking that player over the other? Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, the reason why I pick Michael Jeffrey Jordan yeah, as the number one player in Boston history, as the greatest of all time, it's just simple. Look. I respect LeBron James. LeBron James is number two. I think he's the greatest player of this generation, the greatest player of the 21st century. Yeah. I think for me, he's very close uh, to being the GOAT over Michael Jordan. But if we just look at it, you know, from an objective point of view and look at their careers completely, yes, LeBron's had a difficult test, much more difficult than, than Michael Jordan. And no one's disputing that, yeah? But we have to be very real with this. Michael Jordan, for me, changed the game of basketball that no other basketball player has ever done, apart from Stephen Curry. But, but, if we look at the basics, right? Come back to the basics, right? 
Simple as this. Simple as this, Rich, yeah? And I think you can see where I'm coming from with this. Who's a better scorer? He's a better scorer? Michael Jordan. Yes, yeah, Michael Jordan. Okay. Statistically, it's Michael Jordan, yeah? Okay. Who's a better on-board defender? Statistically, LeBron. it's Michael Jordan. No, no, no. On-board. No, no, no. Maybe, no. Blocks? LeBron probably because he's taller and LeBron has many iconic oh. blocks. But on-board defender, yeah? That includes really, um, defensive efficiency in terms of, you know, um, um, on guard, on guard defending. Steals, that counts as, it's a defensive aspect, but it's not really complete defending. But on board yeah. defender, yeah, I think many guys can agree with this, yeah. Michael Jordan is a better on board defender than LeBron James is. For me, that's 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 a fact, in my opinion, yeah. No, and yeah, no, more career steals. Okay, yeah, more Chris Stills. I think the first of them, I think they're both kind of equal. I think Michael Jordan was very athletic. Um, he was he, he was a freak of nature. LeBron James is a freak of nature currently, I'd say. Um, so I think the first of them, I think they're both, you know, on the same level. I think LeBron James may have a bit more of an edge because obviously his longevity is longer. Um, but I think you can't really compare. I don't think you can really take one or the other, like, you know, as an extra mile. He has a bit of athleticism and whatnot. Yeah. Um, for me, if you look at championships, six to four, final six, love, so four and six. Never got to game seven. For me, it's, it's, it's MJ. Like, obviously, yes, LeBron had a difficult test. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, he yeah. faced tougher opponents. Do you know what I'm saying? No one's disputing that. And I, and I do think that's what leans more towards LeBron in that favour. But you got to look at it this way with MJ, right? Cool. People feared him. People didn't want to play against him. People knew that if MJ was healthy, there's no way to win it. In game seven, I think it was game six. I think it was a nine nine eight series, or maybe nine seven. Oh, outrageous! Yeah, remember the Utah thing? They poisoned him. The pizza guy oh, was a worker for the Utah. You don't believe that stupid documentary? No, 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 it's truth. I, I watched it. I researched it. I had to go behind the scenes and research it. They poisoned him. They poisoned Michael Jeffrey Jordan, bro. They did it, bro. And guess what? He dropped thirty eight points. In a, in a crucial game six to give the Chicago Bulls a 3-2 lead. I believe that was 998, I believe. And they're on the verge of winning their six championships in eight years. He won three, so he won he, he won six championships, two three-peats, two three-peats in the, in, in the 90s. And I believe for me, if he never took those two years off, I believe he would at least won seven. I think he would have That's ended his seven NBA. No, I think he would have ended his career on seven you NBA titles. I believe, yeah. I genuinely believe that if Jordan didn't take those, if Jordan didn't take them two years out, and first of all, first of all, he didn't. It wasn't even just for two years because um, Orlando Shaq knocked him out in the playoffs, anyways, in the second year. And yeah, but he only had two weeks to prepare for the playoffs. It was only five games he played. Was he there? Yeah, yeah, he, he, oh, so yeah, he, he played. Was there. So he yeah, played. Yeah, but he only had five okay. games prior towards that. Okay, no, okay, that was the second round. So obviously he had, he had at least more than ten games, ideally. Also, I can't remember the exact first round win for them. But you got to remember. It was like a four year he had, and, and it was like a proper conditioning he had. Okay, back to my original point, yeah. Even if, yeah, he so let's say, okay, you know what, for argument, so let's say it's two years, yeah. yeah. I believe yeah. he didn't take those two years out, he does not win six rings because there's a I believe he would have won in 1999, though. The year that Spurs won in that, in that lockout season, if the Chicago Bulls came back with the full roster, I believe they would have won that year. I agree that I'm four peaks. Yeah, I think the night, the night, the night, would have won in 1999 if in that lockout year in that, it would have he, he, he doesn't 100%. take those two years off yeah maximum he's winning five rings and, and the reason I'm saying that because 
there is a mental yeah. fatigue that comes into playing with the NBA um, year in, year out. He was able to take some time out of the NBA, which means he was able to refresh and then come back fully energised. Because, I mean, there's some players that, you know, they just go through the motions, they start to lose a bit of passion for the game and blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then you take some time out and then you realise how much you love the game and you feel a bit rejuvenated. And I think that's what happened with Michael Jordan in terms of, because he was able to take those year out, he was yeah. able to come back for the free peep. I'm, I hear people talk about stuff as in, he, they think he would have won eight in a row. And second of all, this whole thing about the whole he never went to a game seven, this and this in the NBA finals. Yeah, it's incredible. Think about it. Six finals, but, you never went to a game seven. No, That's but incredible. I think no, but that's that is it's kind of like you, you think people are not paying attention because the real competition that Michael Jordan had was in the mm-hmm. East. So he played his real competition mm-hmm. before he even got to the final. So mm-hmm. him going so playing like for example the Detroit Pistons was kind of basically the NBA final for him and he was able to go to a game seven of that which he lost to the district um, Detroit Pistons a couple of times because people like to act like nobody in Michael Jordan's era but Larry Bird was winning rings in his era um, yeah. Magic was winning rings in his era um, IT mm. was winning rings in his era to the point that he didn't mm. make sure he got into the Olympics team so, yeah. so first of all now you're talking about in terms of skill set now I'll give it to you as in no if skill set LeBron James is a all round better but if we're looking at the, the basics, I think scoring defensively, I think MJ is clear and statistically it's clear as well. But is he really a clear scorer? Yeah. Is he really a clear scorer? Yeah, he was. He, 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 had, he, had, he had a post game. He had the fadeaway. He was a, he was a very good mid-range shooter. You know what I mean? He was actually the king of the mid-range, you know what I'm saying? From the 90s at least. Um, he was a decent three-point shooter. Never took too many threes, like a high volume. But he was a decent three-point shooter. Obviously, no, he wasn't. He was, sort of he was a shit three-point shooter. He was okay. crap. Wait, what was his career average? I'm not too sure. I should have done my research on that. But I think it's because un- there was only two years where he actually shot yeah. decent from three. And guess what happened in those two years? That's that's when they moved what? the three point line forward, and then he was able to shoot oh, okay. decent from three point. And then they moved okay. the back out, and he wasn't a good <laughs> three point shooter again. Right. So maybe 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 around right that because obviously I'm just thinking of the '99 series against the Lakers, and obviously the '992 series when. They faced the Portland Trailblazers and he complete. I think he made like six frees in the NBA Finals. I think he was the first player to ever make six frees in the, in a game in the NBA Finals. Obviously, that's obviously been matched, I believe, um, by whoever. But obviously, I'm hearing more why you believe LeBron James is the goal. But I just want to kind of wrap up my my whole statement on Jordan. I think, regardless, we both agree Jordan is, is the top two in basketball history. But the reason I just put him over LeBron James is simple. I just think he's a better scorer, better defender. Um, he won six NBA titles, six NBA Finals MVP. He won more league MVPs as well, five. Um, and also, you've got to look at his impact on the game of basketball, I think is greater um, than any other player in NBA history. Jordan practically made basketball an international sport. He made, it, made, he made oh, the game, yeah. the league, a global enterprise, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I feel like for me, it's, I believe, and I personally believe logically, yeah, if Jordan had matched the same amount of years that LeBron James currently has right now, I think Jordan for me would probably be number two or number one of all time scoring. The, the I do think so. He can't. He couldn't. He could not match it. No, but I think you, you, the thing is, I agree with you in the in the first dance. He he did take a break, but obviously his dad died. The mental the mental stress of you know conditioning body, the the the, the just how odd if the NBA season is. I agree, but I believe for me. The 1999 season, the lockout, I think the, if the Bulls came back fully healthy with all their players, I think they would, they would win that championship. I think for Pete, Jordan was the title. I think he would continue for 1999-2000. And then I think maybe we saw a huge decline from 2001-1-2 and eventually the end of his career 2-3. So I do believe if he matched at least 18-20 seasons, I think he would have at least been number two 
number two in all time scoring, at least on thirty six thousand points in my in my opinion. But LeBron James, take your stance for as you be wife is the goal. You're doing if buts and maybe's. Um, just to go on that first point, you said mm. Michael Jordan maybe number two. My goal is number one, as you can see when he passed um Kareem. Now, first of all, I think one of the biggest things that people try and downplay to why LeBron have these things is the longevity. Like, this guy was never had major injuries during the prime of his career. Um, You look at, um, I think, the way... Oh, sorry. Sorry, he said prime. Sorry, I was going to add this. I think, if you look, if you're taking ball players at their prime, I think I think a lot of many NBA analysts, I'm not saying many, but I think a good amount of NBA analysts, and I think a lot of MJ heads will agree with what I'm saying this. At their peak... There was no one better than Jordan at their peak. Jordan's peak was from 1990 to no 1989, because 1988 he won Defensive of the Year. From 1989 for me to 1993 to he, 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 his first retirement, Jordan's peak was was amazing, bro. Was out of this world. Okay, so and I'm if I'm saying um, LeBron's peak is from 2012, the second season heat, mm-hmm. up until the his last year in like I'm talking about the very very up until his last year in Cleveland. Oh, 2018. Yeah, 2018. Yeah. I mean, yeah. are you still taking Michael Jordan? Because it's longer. Doing no, 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 it's longer. See, the beginning of it is it's longer. The running peak is longer. But remember, Jordan retired, and he retired for good reasons. Body in them days, it was basketball was much more physical, much more artist. and the stress of his the death of his dad. Remember, his death, his, okay, da- so- his dad didn't get confirmed dead. I think until like two years after this, until we knew what actually happened to the full story. So all that was going on with his father. The, the mental toll that was taken and just okay, how so, tired okay, but, he was. But he didn't just retire once. Oh. He retired twice again because um, was, um mm-hmm. they wanted to... Uh, was it change the coach or break up the band or something like yeah, that? Yeah, they wanted to break the band. He wasn't happy. Yeah, and then he went... And then, yeah. first of all, we can't even just discard of all the stuff that happened in Washington as well. Because in the latest years of Michael yeah. Jordan's career and the latest years terrible. of Michael career... Well, not terrible, but yeah. You can see. And then when you just talk about players, like, because people talk about uh, who's more clutch and all that kind of stuff. I mean... I think LeBron has more player buzzer beaters than Michael Jordan as well. I think the career that he's had to go through, having to play the um, 73 and 9 Golden State team that I think Michael Jordan loses to, and then he's had to then also play the Golden State with KD as well. Like, and this is why I said the whole thing about Michael Jordan never going Game 7, because although you can argue that LeBron had um, run to the final was a bit easier, his competition in the final was a lot harder than any competition that I do think Michael Jordan faced in his time. And also, the NBA being more physical does not equal a tougher era as well. Because I think one of the things people like to say in back in the 80s and the 90s, they were playing defense. When they weren't playing defense, the defenders, the defenders were crap, So and they knew they couldn't stop Michael Jordan, so they just try and hurt you. Whereas I think in today's game, because defenders are smart and they can actually defend, they don't feel they need mm. to close line players to stop you because they're using their actual defensive attributes. So mm. when you just put these all things and then you talk about basketball IQ, I think LeBron's basketball IQ is off the charts. Like sometimes you hear him in post games where he starts breaking on the play um, when someone just throws the question at him and all this kind of stuff. So you're talking about as a playmaker, as a passer. And as I mentioned before, I don't think Michael Jordan is clear of LeBron as a scorer. LeBron is number one for a reason. And I do believe that if LeBron wants us to start jacking... That's longevity. Shot, That's longevity, based. But if you just look about as in points per game, Michael Jordan is 30.1, yeah. LeBron is 27 um, point whatever. So, I mean... Yeah, you talk that's about, four points difference. 
well, for more or less. And like Mac three, Mac, three Mac, Mac Jordan has a better and PER as well. So again, I think the only Mac Jordan he has a better PER, so efficiency. So when it comes to scoring the basketball, who's more efficient? Who 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 who? Um, how easy is it for the best to score or make their, their field goal? That's what the PI is, and Michael Jordan is clear of LeBron James. I think the only person who's actually close to him, I believe, is um, currently in the NBA, is um, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And he most obviously most of his points coming, but obviously I don't want to discard him. He's gone better at mid-range and three points, but historically, if I most of his points have come in the paint. So. That's I think scoring wise, you know, Michael Jordan was a ten-time scoring champion. LeBron James hasn't reached that that, that, that figure yet, and he won't do. He he was never required to. If he wanted to, he could have. And, and but, okay, fair enough. Yeah, but then again, as I said, we're not <laughs> doing if buts and maybes over here, so I'm yeah, just going right, to tell okay, you okay, what yeah. is. I just think in terms of skill set, LeBron is clear. I think his career has been greater as well, and as I, I, said, agree. I, I, I agree to extent. I think the championships that he has won, I think. The players, the teams that he's faced in the finals, um, except from the Heat, I do think have been tougher competition as well. Yes, uh, okay, yes, I do think the Browns had the two hardest NBA championships, the 2020 bubble, uh, just the conditions of it, and obviously the 2016 win against the Golden State Warriors, because yeah. that's arguably the greatest team that the NBA has ever seen in terms of the regular season. I think, yeah, I agree with that. I agree. I, I do agree. The Browns had tougher tests in the final. I, I I do agree. That's not my dispute. That's not my argument. I'm just my argument is just who's better at their peak. And for right. me, at their peak with MJ, what he done for the game of basketball, he's a better scorer. Um, mm. He's better. For, he's, he's better defensively, and he's and that proves it. I'm not just saying it from the, the the just from the point of watching these highlight clips. Statistically, I can prove it. And also, he's been rewarded for that as well. You know, we're gonna have oh, to yeah. bring some more LeBron fans and MJ stands because this is yeah. a thing we can have forever. So this is a big conversation. We can have this in depth with our people. Yeah, uh, yeah. For a separate podcast. Yeah. So okay. Oh, yeah. So just quickly. So our top five greatest player of all time. You said um, Kareem number five, five uh, Magic four, yep, Kobe four, three, three, um, LeBron, LeBron two, two, and MJ one. MJ one. And yep, I've yep. got um, Shaq five, Magic four, Kareem three, three, and yep. um, Bum J two, and the Goats were number one. Um, so with that he said as I said we're going to have this conversation we're going to bring more people in so mm. that you can hear this debate from a different angle and whatnot mm-hmm. um, but now thank you Kojo for um, jumping onto the platform again um, do you want Boys, to man. It's a pleasure yeah guys uh, follow my Twitter it's KO underscore London 08 I'm right on Twitter basketball talk football talk any sort of sports talk so yeah I'm down there yeah. follow me um, yeah it's very much appreciated yeah, and um, check out my as a sports page, um, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube are bounce underscore UK. Um, like, share, subscribe, um, and all that good stuff. And we'll be back with some more videos um, coming soon. So yeah, thank you for tuning in. And I said, I mean, I wish I could stay here and debate this even longer, but we'll revisit this topic again in the near future. Oh yeah, and for sure, whatever. for sure. But yeah, um, thank you guys for um, tuning in, and um, peace.